respond to reports of a missing person. The mother is on scene and requesting assistance. Unit 527 responding 1039. This is Over the Horizon and Far Away. Hello, hello. We are so excited you guys found us for another week. Welcome back to Over the Horizon and Far Away, a true crime podcast that covers cases of the missing and murdered that did not get the media attention they deserved. Hello guys and welcome back for another fun little bonus episode for you guys. So we're just going to continue on with kind of our wild like stories and mysteries of Montana. Um, So Julia has another fun one to share with you guys. I do. So in Montana on the western side of the state there's so many beautiful mountains and lakes and forests and all these really awesome things. That's where you'll see a lot of the really cool wildlife that the state is known for. And within that really pretty area of the state is a lake called Flathead Lake. Flathead Lake is really well known for being gorgeous, picturesque, and like when you come to the state, you want to see something like that. That's very much what represents Montana. They also have these things called Flathead Cherries that people distribute all over the state once it's cherry season and people really flock to them. They're a little pricier than normal cherries, but apparently they're really great. I don't know. My kids really like them. I'm not a fan. I don't like the texture of cherries. I like the flavor, but I don't like the texture. So don't eat like raw cherries. Uh, but my kids, huge fan. My teenager ate like an entire one pound bag all by herself. That is awesome. I love that. Yeah. You like see people selling them on the corner a lot. So they're a really big deal around here. Back to the story within Flathead Lake, there's been speculation that there's a monster that lives in there. So for the past like 130 years, people have saying been saying that there's a monster in Flathead Lake. It's said to be this huge eel-like reptile thing that's 40 to 50 feet long. Um, apparently it pops up out of the water for short periods before going back inside. There was a fish and wildlife representative who began taking records of these sightings back in 1993. And the first sighting happened in 1889 when Captain James C. Kerr and his 100 passengers on his steamboat saw this giant monster pop out of the lake. Um, Some have heard it and said it sounds like it's gurgling or roaring, something like that. And then most people who have seen it said that it's very, very eerie. There have been a couple hundred sightings ever since we had that first one. Um, Some people believe it's real. Some people believe it's not. Most people say that they're not scared of it and just really want to be able to see it. Interesting. So I had to Google Flathead Lake because I was trying to think. I was thinking of Fort Peck in my mind and I was like, oh, I've driven by and that's like a really big lake and whatever. turns out it's like completely different side of the state. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm over here killing it with my geography, you guys. Um, But yeah. I had lots of other stories when I thought it was the other lake, but now I got nothing. Yes, apparently it makes me think of like the Loch Ness Monster, how people describe it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I do think that I've heard lots of stories that like Flathead Lake is like really good fishing. Like people get um, really good um, pike and 
There's another one that my family tends to fish for. Now I'm completely blanking on what kind of fish it is. Oh, Northern. I did catch one of those once, but then he got away. It was very disappointing. <laughs> but nice. Well, um, I feel like we don't want to sell you guys on coming to Montana too hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people have like really flocked in since COVID. Um, but also like the tourists that come this way. Dear, dear Lord. I tell you what. They yeah. really do not make a good name for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first story that I kind of remember when um, it had to do with Yellowstone and Yellowstone's partially in Montana and then partially in Wyoming. And I remember reading that like this girl or this woman, she wasn't a girl, um, was worried that this baby bison was cold. And so she... And I don't even know how she managed to get it without the mama bison being like, um, come at me, bro. But she literally loaded this little baby bison up in the back of her like little SUV or whatever and took it to the fish and game people. And I think they ended up having to euthanize it. Yeah, because it couldn't survive. Yes. That was a really terrible story. And we, oh my gosh, you guys, the amount of people that try to pet the stinking bison every single year in Yellowstone and end up getting like gored and trampled like and I think it's getting worse I feel like I hear about it more and more every single year like we're just really not getting the memo that you gotta um keep like I don't know I think it's like 100 feet away or something yeah I look at those things and I don't see why anyone would think to go up next to them they look terrifying yeah like they don't look like they I mean they're cute you might want to get a stuffy of one but I can't imagine going up to one trying to touch it yeah, I don't think the common sense is very common sometimes. <laughs> I feel like with this flathead lake monster, I don't have to worry about getting attacked or whatever by it because I can't even swim, so you're not going to catch me out on the water. But <laughs> Speaking of she can't swim, so for my birthday this year, we went camping, and we went camping at Cooney Lake, and I bought this big, giant, um, like, floating island from Sam's Club, and we love it. It's fantastic. But I made Julia go on it. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> uh, she really didn't want to. I was like, here, you can have my life jacket. And she just the whole time, like, just pins and needles, man. She was just waiting for the whole thing to go down. <laughs> and I would have gone down with it because I didn't really want to wear the life jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She didn't even wear the life jacket. <laughs> yeah, I would have just been gone. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Yeah, so I'm not too worried about that monster and flathead. Like, do you think it's real? I don't really believe in it, no. Yeah, I feel like people saw, I don't know, maybe they saw an actual eel and thought about the monster and thought this is it. Yeah, I feel like it's something else that they're just not seeing quick enough and they're just building kind of this like hoax around it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Plus like how is anyone going to verify if you go out there and say that you saw it, whether or not you actually saw it? Anyone can say anything. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's been going on since like 18, the 1800s, how would that thing even still be alive now unless there's multiple, I guess? Yeah, or they just, like, live forever. Because don't, like, alligators and stuff, I think they live, like, forever, too. Yeah, I mean, they do live for a long time. It has plenty to eat out there. It probably ate somebody. Maybe one of the tourists went out and got eaten by it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. So another thing that I think of when I think about being on the lakes in Montana, my very first year in Montana, I had actually only been here for, like, a month. We moved in the dead of winter. 
and we went ice fishing with some other people that invited us out. And I am not a cold weather person, so I stayed in the little heated area the whole time. And my son was with me in there, and he was only two at this time. Um, and we were in there with the ice fishing hole. And I had him staying back far from it, of course. But at one point, he like slipped and started sliding. And as I was trying to grab him, he started falling into the ice fishing hole. And I had to grab him by his little afro and like pull him out of the <laughs> hole. I was terrified too, because like, what do you even do if you fall in the hole? You got to swim back, but he's two. We can't swim. We've just been gone. So you're really not going to catch me out on a lake doing anything at any time, any point in life. That made me think of another funny story. Um, I was not there for it, but my daughter did go with Julia. And it was her and her ex-husband, my daughter, and their son. And he was a little older. He was maybe like four, probably, Mm -hmm. at the time. And they went, like, to hike over by this river or whatever. And because her son is who her son is... (laughs) He ended up like falling into the river. Yes. <laughs> and it's cold and it's it's like early late fall, I think. Yeah. And it was really cold. And she just my daughter's so funny. She's like, and he fell in and Miss Julia was just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't even jump in and try to save him. No. <laughs> I actually like shoved my ex-husband towards the water and he jumped in fully clothed and like swam after him. Thank God one of us could swim. (laughs) I'm just picturing it in my mind and it's entirely too much. But speaking of screaming, um, so my mom was actually here this weekend and she took all of the kids, um, all the big kids on like what she calls grand adventures, um, which are like grandma adventures. Get it, guys? And um, they went to hike a nearby area. I can't even remember where they went now. And it, it, they do see rattlesnakes there from time to time. And my mom told the kids, no, no, no. Like, you're not going to see any snakes, whatever. Well, they were walking on the trail. And sure enough, there's a, a rattlesnake. And so, God bless my poor mom. because She's got four kids with her. She's just like trying to get everybody by and she's trying to get my son by because he tends to not pay attention. So he'd be the one to step on it. (laughs) Yes. And she's just hoping my daughter doesn't see because I, you guys, my 10 year old daughter, the drama is real. She is scared of everything. She would be scared of her own shadow. I could see that. Yes. It's literally everything. You guys, it's ridiculous. And so she saw the snake. She jumped up on this nearby bench so fast. She screamed at the top of her lungs like nearby tourists thought she was being murdered. (laughs) And then so she jumps up on this bench and then like jumps and monkey grabs my mom and refuses to let go. (laughs) My mom had to carry her like halfway back to the car. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then... (laughs) We were recording like that's why my mom took the kids was so that we would have like quiet in the house so we could record for you guys. And so we heard him come in the door and we had just finished recording one episode. It's really like, oh, that was perfect timing. And so I, I get up and I open the door and my 10 year old is standing there just mad. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was pissed. And so then she tells me the story and she was like, I'm never going there again. <laughs> She's too much. I feel like her reaction drew more attention from the rattlesnake than if she would have just walked past it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, 
Yep. And there were like some people that were hiking that appeared to be tourists and stuff, but they like legitimately came up and were like, is everybody okay? Like what's going on? <laughs> because she was just screaming like she was being murdered. Oh my goodness. Oh man. I could definitely see that happening too. And then I found a meme about it, like at dinner time yesterday. <laughs> I don't think I showed it to you. Hold on, you guys. I got to try to find it and show it to Julia. Okay, you guys, so I just found the meme to show Julia. So it says a spider doing absolutely nothing. And it's like a picture of a spider on a wall, just minding its business, living its spider life. And then it says me, and it's this picture of this little girl who's like screaming, like to the point that she looks like she's going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story for you guys relating to that. So I was babysitting one day and I sent her out to take the dumpster over to the alley. And when she came back, she was taking a really long time and I was like worried. So I opened the door to go and see her because it's like a two minute walk and she'd been gone for like five minutes. So I opened the door and she's standing like 15 feet away from the door looking absolutely petrified. And I was like, hey, what are you doing? And she looked at me and pointed at the door and said, I can't go inside. There's a spider. And I looked at the door and there wasn't a spider on there. And I was like, honey, what are you talking about? Where's there a spider? You guys, the spider was maybe like it had to be the like a newborn baby spider. It was maybe the size of like a third of a pinhead. It was so tiny. I don't even know how she possibly saw it. So I opened the door and I was like, just come inside. There's no way this could do anything to you. And she starts crying. And I was like, okay, I'll block the door for you. Just please come inside. Like it's nighttime. And she bolted inside as if like I was going to move and let the spider attack her or something. <laughs> I don't even know how she saw it. I had to like actively look for it. <laughs> oh my God. You guys, I don't know what this kid's going to be like in her teen years. I just know it's going to be rough. You can keep her from like sneaking out or something just by saying there's a spider outside. <laughs> She'll never go. <laughs> oh my gosh. She is too funny. She's definitely a lot, but mm -hmm. we're, we're surviving over here slowly but surely. At least she's the cutest thing in the world. She is really cute. Mm -hmm. For sure. All of the kids are. We're very lucky. Yes. We got the cutest ones of the bunch. We did. But All right, you guys. I think that's all for us this week. We will see you next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find the source material in the show notes. To show your support, please leave us a review on the platform you're listening on. This is the best way to support us, and this is what pushes our podcast out to new listeners. You can subscribe on Patreon. We are on Patreon as Over the Horizon and Far Away. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Over the Horizon and Far Away. If you would like to submit a case for us to cover, you can email us at overthehorizonandfaraway at gmail.com, or you can find our case submission form on any of our socials. We will see you guys next week. Bye!